Today's episode of Locked On Spartans is brought to you by RockAuto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit RockAuto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. On today's episode, no basketball, no shooty hoops. We're doing all football. We're going to talk about some portal things, the latest rumblings, uh, a new addition in the portal, um, some names to keep an eye on. And then, uh, you know, we'll kind of check in with winter conditioning because I think uh, some interesting things have come up in there. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Spartans. It is Thursday, February 18th. The year is 2021. I'm your host, Will Hunter, joined by my already scouting a six foot eight, thirteen year old from Okemos co-host Matt Sheehan. <laughs> That's right, yeah. We should be offering uh tall white kids that are six foot eight very early. That is <sighs> what led is, to great results is, in the Michigan State program. Well, yeah. What does skin tone have to do with it? You know what, Will, you got me. How dare I? I'm sorry. I'm better than that. <laughs> that was like a stunning turn of events because this happens once a year a clip gets picked up by ESPN whatever um different basketball sites mm-hmm. um, yeah true. slam if you will slam, bleach report yeah. yeah name it they'll pick it up and you're like wow that is an enormously large child playing against teeny tiny children oh yeah. and it's usually something like Check out six foot ten eighth grader Noah Smith, yada yada, <laughs> and it's like scoring forty points a game. I'm like, well, yeah, he probably should. You probably um, should have scored fifty if we're going to keep it yeah. honest. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but one of these came across the timeline like two days ago. I didn't even give it a second thought. Like, I I think maybe we messaged like, man, it would be a story if this kid wasn't doing this, right? And like that was Correct. it. Yeah. And then at some point. Spartan Nation collectively realized this kid's from Okemos, Matt. That's kind of close to East Lansing, wouldn't you say? Yeah, that's the neighborhood. Kind of right there. Yeah, it was, it was rumored Luke Fickle was buying a house there uh, about a year ago to the day. Yeah, yeah good times. Luke, Luke Fickle was about to uh, be his neighbor. Six foot eight, 13 year old playing at Okemos Middle School, Matt. Mm-hmm. Just killing kids. Just giving people the work. <laughs> the work. It's lovely. Oh my God. Um, he moves pretty well for a giant t- child. Like for, oh, you know, sure. yeah. all of us know or grew up with someone who just grew way earlier than everyone else. And, and they almost never got to six foot eight, but they would get, you know, your seventh, eighth grader, six, two, six, three, something like that. Those kids are tripping over their shoes. They uh, are yes. hitting their head on things. They are gangly messes. It takes time to grow into a body uh, of that height. Man, this kid is smooth. He is fluid. <laughs> I have no idea. Like, he must have been six foot tall when he was 10 years old. Yeah, he came out of the womb four and a half feet tall. Yeah, yeah geez. That is. That's an, uh, it's a name to stash away for later, perhaps. Maybe not even too much later. Uh, yeah. Maybe not that far down the road. Yeah. Can we get him on the team? Which team? Football or basketball? Basketball. You know, okay. no. We, we still we're need a tight doing, end, Will. We're not doing basketball. You still need a tight end. We're actually, you know what, Matt? We're yeah. going to talk about a little, little tight end action. Oh, um, okay. All right, all right. Yeah, on today's show, we're going to do some portal talk here to, to jump off a little platform to get us into the show. Sure. 
We're going to talk about uh, how quickly you can forgive um, and move on, Matt. That'll be the theme of the first <laughs> thing we talk about. Um, and then after that, after we do some portal stuff, we will uh, catch up on what's going on with winter conditioning because, uh, Matt, I don't know if you heard. Yeah, there's like casualties going on. It's a little different. Uh, I guess so, yeah. So I've heard. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a little different. So that's the plan for today's show. Reminded to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked on Spartans wherever you get your podcast. We do this every single day, five days a week. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. All right, Matt. Okay, well. How quickly will you get over Ben Van Summeren, formerly playing at U of M, if he decides to transfer to Michigan State? Probably the millisecond his <laughs> finger hits send on the uh, commitment tweet. That's that's how fast will you know. And honestly, we can talk about his younger brother a little bit. It, it, not even about that. If he ends up, so Ben Van Summeren was a starting linebacker for Michigan. They kind of tweaked their defense a little bit mid season. They went from a primarily like using three backers just to two, mm-hmm. and he was the one who kind of got phased out of that. And it looked like uh, I'm imagining from his vantage point that he was kind of kind of get phased out from a role moving forward um, through you know schematic changes. Right, Don Brown's out, bringing a new defensive coordinator. Sure. We all know that. So he's in the portal, uh, perhaps fringe starting Big Ten caliber type linebacker, and he is reportedly down to Michigan State, Indiana, Arizona, and West Virginia. And people with Michigan State, cover Michigan State, or, or working and recruiting him, feel pretty good about uh, the ability for them to land him. Like they, yeah. they think they're right in this and they have a real shot, uh, which would be <laughs> quite the uh, turn of circumstances. It's... And he also, has, he also has a younger brother, Alex, who is a class of 22 recruit, has been committed to Michigan for like two years, decommitted. He's a four-star defensive tackle, uh, Alabama, Penn State. Many others are after him as well. There's no guarantee there's a package deal, but, you know, it's something that could, in theory, make sense if Michigan State lands Ben and Alex wants to come here. Like, you know, that that sort of stuff happens all the time. It was going to happen with them uh, when they were at Michigan. Anyway, okay, everyone's caught up. Well, so all this is is just a, a warner for a player to be named yeah. later trade, yeah. potentially. And Pretty much. be the player to be named later. Okay. I kind of like how that shakes out. Yeah. How did you feel about Warner? Because it made sense because his dad took the OL job totally, there. Totally, right, right. And so he was a reserve linebacker at Michigan State and went to go be a reserve linebacker at U of M. I think it's a little different caliber player, certainly. Didn't lose like, too much sleepover between the whole him being a reserve player and, uh, more importantly, his dad going to coach at Michigan. <laughs> like that, that was wildly understandable on his end, yeah. Yeah, um... So the millisecond, if Ben Van Summeren is in, the millisecond he says, I'm a Spartan. Yeah, you are. Hell yeah, you are. You're all in. Oh, how can I not be? Yeah, Yeah. hey, you want to be a Spartan? Come on down. We welcome you with open arms here in sunny East Lansing. Yes, sir. Van Summeren family. Come on down. Would you, I would just love, absolutely love if he had some sort of message of like, um, like I've been a mole on the inside or a spy or something like like the whole time. Like <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> some sort of 
spy undercover Paid subterfuge. Paid by Bill Beekman himself <laughs> yes. to do some dirty work on the inside of Shenbeck Wardall. Sort of, yeah, some sort of subterfuge theme in his commitment announcement would be absolutely fantastic. Um, I think he'd be a good player, an important player to land, because sure. that is, as we've discussed, Matt, absolutely a position of need. Dude, like you talk about, he's a fringe starter linebacker. Well, we we could use fringe mm-hmm. starting linebacking mm-hmm. uh, in East Lansing, absolutely no doubt. Yeah, it's it's a spot where realistically, a lot of us are like, "Hey, is that four star freshman going to be able to start day one?" And that's not, you know, mm-hmm. it's, hey, and then stay healthy the whole season. Yeah, right. yeah. Uh, Ma is a fine prospect, certainly. Oh, nailed that name. Look at you go. Wow. I've been practicing, but if you're uh, a football team that wants to win seven, eight, nine games, and you have to rely solely on a true freshman linebacker, and like after that, like that's it, got nothing else. Like that's not a great spot to be in. So, I think Van Summeren would be someone who could come in and, and would probably start. Um, <laughs> he seems like, I mean, we didn't get to see him much. He kind of seems like a physical freak a little bit. He's 240 pounds, Matt, and he has a 42-inch vertical. That is, wow, that's, okay, nice. Jump over the pile, why don't you? Yeah, that's kind of a, it's an explosive cat. I would Um, say so, yeah. All right, I like that in like a two-linebacker scheme, too. You got to have your athletes there, Will. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. like that. And it's worth noting, certainly, that as soon as he hit the portal, Michigan State coaches were on it immediately. And oh, they, they helped him craft the uh, announcement <laughs> tweet. They're like, hey, maybe some punctuation here and there. Yeah, let, let's help you out here, bud. Yeah, and I, I think while certainly they would love to land his brother as well, it has nothing to do with his brother, them recruiting him. Like, I think they look at him and say, if we can land him, we feel pretty good. Like, this is going to be someone who plays a lot of snaps for us at linebacker, and we have a lot of snaps available at linebacker. We sure do. I would say that linebacker on the defensive side of the ball is now headline of the wish list for transfers or what have you. Maybe defensive line since the Rayshon Benny situation went yeah, down. But yeah. the Chester Kimbrough thing helps the defensive backfield. Certainly. So is, is it linebacker? Is that what you have pegged as the number one yeah, want? I, I, okay. I think you got to add at least, if you had to if you had to pin me down, if you pin me down and said, how many linebackers are they adding? I think they're going to go at least two. Yeah, especially since one hole left is one giant one with Antoine Simmons. Like yeah. it's not like it's some some fringe player leaving. Like that's yeah. a pretty damn good player that you gotta make up for here. It might yeah. take uh, one or two players to fill that hole. Yep. So you're probably looking at two linebackers, um, another corner, a safety as well. So a couple more defensive backs. Remember, you're using five defensive backs. You cannot ever have too many. Uh, and we'll talk in a second here about uh, priority target A one. Uh, in the defensive backfield, uh, but they're certainly looking there. Uh, you're definitely going to get a tight end at some point. And then uh, edge rusher as well is kind of, those are the spots. So that's what, like six, seven guys right there would kind of, you know, that that brings you pretty close to the 34 new scholarship players that they uh, were talking about. And, you know, we'll see. They might add a receiver. They they were looking earlier in the portal receiver. I don't know if that changes because of Keon Coleman. It's interesting, yeah. Maybe there's a grad transfer receiver that you don't want to clog up future depth charts because they're going to add a few in 22. Right. And 
you know, they're kind of backlogged a little bit. A lot of sophomores in the receiving class now because mm-hmm. of this eligibility freeze. So got to get that sorted out and planned for the future. We'll see. Definitely a couple linebackers, a couple DBs, an edge guy would be fantastic, and then a tight end as well. All right, let's pause here. We'll come right back, and we'll talk uh, about uh, some other targets, interesting names to keep an eye on. First word from rockauto.com. Rock Auto, hook up your car with parts from Rock Auto. RockAuto.com is a family business. Matt, we all know that. Serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything you need from engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. What else? Gas pedals. Whether it's for your classic car or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. And best of all, prices at RockAuto.com are always reliably low. And the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why would you spend up to twice as much for the same parts, Matt? Here. You would if you were a a big clown. (laughs) Inside, go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box so they know we sent you? Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Today's show is also brought to you by Home Field Apparel. I love home field. What, well, guess guess what I'm wearing right now. Is this answer is going <laughs> to shock you? Your Hawaii sweatshirt. My Hawaii hoodie from HomeFieldApparel.com. Will yes. Home field makes incredibly comfortable, officially licensed collegiate apparel. They print vintage marks from old programs, yearbooks. They talk to people affiliated with the school, and they find really cool marks. And they make unique, awesome clothing with those designs matt they got a retro michigan state line that came out back in august it's fantastic if you haven't checked it out yet you absolutely need to and it's not just big schools like msu it's schools of all sizes matt absolutely they have central eastern western northern grand valley ferris state wayne state udm and hope right here in the state of michigan fire up dodge i'm sorry will no you're fine go to homefieldapparel.com right now check out everything they've got like Colorado School of the Mines. That's one I cannot recommend enough. Slippery Rock. There's a giant rock with like a giant fur coat on it. Like it's a Joe Namath style fur coat. It's it fantastic. Homefieldapparel.com. Promo code ONSPARTANS. One word, ONSPARTANS, is going to get you 20% off your first purchase. Homefieldapparel.com. Promo code ONSPARTANS. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts a break. Oh, this is different copy, Matt. I hate oh, no. when you switch the copy on me and Remix. I'm not paying attention. Remix! Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Brukowski, now I'm just all over the place, hosts a breakdown of the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcast and you know what sucks i can't rewrite that copy matt oh no like you're you're legally strapped down to that one Uh uh-huh well no it's it's the the document that it is is on i can't edit that document oh like you couldn't even if you wanted to god it shoot yep 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 yeah i'd be like that sometimes it do be like that sometimes matt well let's talk about dre sean miller yeah he is the number one name to know, to keep an eye on in this portal season. We had a lot of people, a lot of people ask us, 
whether it's on Twitter, mailbag, whatever, and not just us. Ask a lot of people. Sure. Hey, is, is Michigan State done in the portal? Like, it seems like everything's settled. The calm down in the portal. Is the transfer stuff done? Nope. <laughs> I, 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 hard no. Hard no. We're we're certainly expecting after spring ball, kids to like another round similar, not nearly as large, but similar to the end of the the football season portal exodus. But kids are still going in the portal every single day, and sometimes they are fantastic. A one, gotta get them, guys. Like Treshawn Miller, cornerback uh, from West Virginia, was a four star JUCO uh, recruit. A couple of years ago was probably West Virginia's best player uh, on, on either side of the ball. He is legit. He is very good. He will be, if if he lands at Michigan State, will be probably the top corner and will be their starter uh, immediately. Like, you know, we'll, we'll assume he's going to have to earn the job and all that, but yeah, he would be coming like here. Yeah, sure. yeah, it's like, hey, you come here, you're, you're starting. You're the guy, you're corner one. Um, he is seemingly interested in Michigan state, been doing some chit chatting mm-hmm. a little bit with some, some of the fine recruiting folks, like, uh, the guys at 24 seven and seems like there's certainly some interest mutually, uh, a couple, you know, we always check the Twitter follows, right. Yeah. Um, and he, uh, you know, Scott Oligo, Bo Ells, couple of, uh, personnel slash defensive, uh, GA, uh, they got the, the mutual fouls going on, so there's been communication there, and certainly Michigan State provides uh, a good place, an opportunity at a good school, playing time immediately at a competitive uh, high-end college. So that is one that uh, would be absolutely fantastic. I don't have any insight as to whether it's likely. There's a lot of people that thought, because his cornerbacks coach from West Virginia took the same job at Georgia. A lot of people kind of made that connection, like, oh, certainly he's going to Georgia. That's why he's leaving West Virginia. He's going to Georgia. Gotcha. Well, Matt, according to the message boards for Georgia, and take that for what it's worth, grain of salt, all that, apparently not the biggest fans of each other. Oh, yeah. Well, that's a fun fact. Okay. Yeah, apparently that was um, not. It's not something that will uh, be immediately calling him to Georgia. Okay. ASAP. So. All right. Yeah. I like hearing that. So that that and that's again from the Georgia message boards. I, I don't know. I feel like down south message boards are well, like the major yeah. leagues of message boards. Yeah, like up here, like we got like a strong double A thing going on. But man. SEC message boards are a completely different animal, I feel like. Yeah, so that was because they were discussing, like, hey, this is the kid. We just got their corner coach. Are, is, are we going to get this guy, too? He's, he's good. And then some people were like, yeah, we kind of heard that he doesn't like him. Hmm, like, one problem. The kid, the kid didn't like playing for the coach. So we'll see. That's a name, certainly, to keep an eye on Dre Sean Miller, and you and I will be, I'm sure, updating that <laughs> process on Twitter. If, if, you know, if we see anything, hear anything. Um. Yeah, we'll we'll keep it going with that. But that's like guy number one. Another one that is, I don't know, interesting. But we'll sort of see if anything uh, goes with it. If it matters. If it's I don't know important is Ben Davis. 
Yeah, right on. That would be... Oh, you, you talk in linebackers in, man. <laughs> that would be special with a capital S and a capital Peschel, man. That would be big time. See, I'm not so sure. Oh, see, I just I just see linebacker Alabama, and I'm sold right out of the gate. I'm, <laughs> I'm hooked. It's like, come on down, bud. Um, so Ben Davis, uh, now formerly of Alabama, was a five-star recruit in the class of twenty twenty or twenty sixteen. Sorry, sold, <laughs> sold. Say, say, say no more. Um, I'm trying to pull up his. I didn't have his freaking recruiting profile. Okay, there you go. Um, number ten player in the entire class of twenty sixteen. Oh, yeah. Absolutely sold. sold. Yeah, ninety nine five five. Um, didn't have really any major injury issues or anything like that. Matt, perfect. Um, played small ball school in Alabama. Some people think that that sort of, I don't know, led to some overration, overratedness, whatever. Nonsense. Doesn't matter. What does matter is that he was at Alabama for four years and collected a total of like seven tackles. They just ran away from him. That's how I hear that. That's that's how I choose to take that information. Well, yes, they did run away from him because they were running on the field and he was mm, not on the field. Shoot, they got me there. All right. So he went into the portal, and you know there is some MSU people following him. You know, Mel Tucker is knows him from Georgia recruiting. Actually, he might have even been at Alabama. I forget when he went from Alabama to Georgia. Either way, whether Mel Tucker was at Alabama or whether Mel Tucker was at Georgia during his recruitment, Mel Tucker played a role in recruiting him. Um, Scott Oligo, another personnel guy, is also following him uh, as well. So it seems like maybe there's some starting interest. I'm... My my curiosity is piqued because that is certainly outstanding pedigree and understand that just because you didn't get on the field at Alabama doesn't mean you're a bad football player, right? Of course, of course. Like, plenty of guys who could contribute at other schools don't get to play for Alabama. And then they transfer from Alabama, they go to other schools, and they contribute at those other schools. Um, I'm just a little concerned, I guess, because he was there all four years and never made an impact, even as, like, a senior. Like, he wasn't the best option. Sophomores, juniors were playing over him. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, uh, I'm a little, but I think still, like, <laughs> if you could, because I don't think, here's a bad, poorly kept secret. I, I think Paula E.A. Nauteote is going to Ohio State. Mm-hmm. If you could land both the Bens as linebacker recruits, I think I would feel pretty good about that. Listen, like, I know you're on him because he only got seven tackles at Alabama, but, um, and maybe he's not up to Alabama's speed, but, well, do you know who else isn't up to Alabama's speed? Michigan you're, State football. Michigan State Spartans, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I have no problem taking uh, yeah. Alabama's used toys that they never, ever, ever uh, played with and having them up here. Listen, like in the first segment, I was fine with Ben, ben Van Summer and, like, a fringe Big Ten starter coming to East Lansing, like, I'm, I'm going to take an outcast from Alabama, too, for linebacker. If you yeah. can't tell, a little desperate for a linebacker uh, to be coming in <laughs> through the transfer portal. Not one, maybe two. I'll take five at this point. Um, but, yeah, so Ben Davis, dude, honestly, like whenever anything crosses the timeline and it says linebacker transferring or tight end transferring from, I'm like, 
Mel, go call, call, call Mel, call. Like that, that's where I'm at right now with linebacks and tight ends. Uh, I will say, just like scrolling through his followers list, this is a really good way to kind of like if someone hits the portal, you can gauge kind of what the interest is. His followers list, um, I've seen Arkansas, I've seen Florida, uh, I've seen, I think, Colorado. Yeah, there's Colorado, a couple people from Colorado. Um, I've seen uh, Michigan State, like I said, a couple of Michigan State. I've seen Old Miss. I'm just scrolling through now here, Oklahoma. Um, so pretty good schools, pretty good programs, pretty legitimate options for him. So I don't think... He's gonna have any like issue <laughs> finding uh, no, a place not. to play. Of course not, right? Yeah. So Miami uh, as well, some USC. So Miami's on every transfer man, every single yeah, one. Yeah, they are. They are. I want uh, Michigan State to do that for a couple of years. So Word. yeah, another name to keep in mind there. Real quick, real real quick, because we got to cut it to a break, and then we can come back and talk about uh, talk about winter conditioning. Um, couple tight end names to keep an eye on. Did you see the post from, I think it was Comperoni, Jim Comperoni, uh, about tight end? That they were just active and looking for it. I mean. Yeah, it was kind of vague. Um, I think it was something along the lines of, if you thought Michigan State was going to be active for a tight end, they're going to be even more active. It almost hinted like someone's going to be transferring. That's kind of how I read it. So I don't know. If that's going to be happening, but I will say pretty recently some staff members started following a couple tight ends in the portal. Uh, so there yeah, might be. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they might should. Be. Well, they were looking earlier, definitely. I know that for sure. They're looking at a couple names and just went different directions with filling spots. But they're, you know, I assume the plan is to come back to tight end. Um, Nolan Given is one. He's actually from Michigan. Uh Played at Ball State, transferred to San Diego State, and then uh, is now a grad transfer there. He's kind of an H-back blocker, and just watching his film, he's pretty damn good at that. He'd be someone that I would be interested in. I'm not sure what, you know if they're looking at a pass catcher, playmaker, all-around guy, or just a pure like, H-back blocker, but he'd be a good one there. And then Nicholas Ugnenovich, who uh, was at Kentucky for a couple of years, and recently hit the portal uh, is back up there. I forget. I think it's like Riggs is the starter. Whoever Kentucky's starting tight end is. No People idea. thought Sorry. he was good. Yeah. yeah, people. No, you don't have to know that. People <laughs> thought he was going to go to the NFL. He decided to return for his extra year of eligibility, and then this kid hit the portal. So, you know, hasn't played much. We'll see if there's something there. But just a couple names to keep an eye on and definitely a position group to keep an eye on as well. All right, let's pause here. We'll come right back. And we will talk about winter conditioning, Matt, and just how brutal it has been. Uh, absolutely will. But first. Yeah. A word from BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football, well, it's over, but. Got, got that right. We got NBA, we got college basketball, we got mm. the NHL all in full swing, and you can bet on all of those at BetOnline. They even cover awards, TV shows, reality TV. They have real-time updated odds and prop bets on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code Locked on. One word, locked on, and you're going to get a 50% welcome bonus 
at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. There's simply no better place to get all the news on the Big Ten Conference than with Big Ten Ben Stevens and the Locked On Big Ten Podcast. Whether it's football, basketball, baseball, if it's happening in the Big Ten, Ben has got you covered with an in-depth look at the conference every Monday through Friday. Subscribe to Locked On Big Ten wherever you get your podcast. What do you think the odds are Ben wrote that copy? Called himself Big Ten Ben. 100%. 100%? As, as it should be, yeah. <laughs> I, I think I'm in full agreement with you. Ben's the man. Ben is the man. Um, okay, so Michigan State is in the middle of winter conditioning, and I think starting this week, coaches are allowed to go. Maybe it's next week, but like, so the first few weeks, it's just strength personnel can go. Coaches cannot be involved at all. I believe you're right, yeah. And then for a couple weeks, coaches are allowed to go, take a quick break, come back and start practicing. Um, in mid-March, and then you play a spring game in April. So we're kind of right in the middle of that first, or nearing the end of that first chunk, and pretty soon they'll start working in coaches and uh, tweak things up a little bit. But, Matt, we talked about this a few weeks ago. Mel Tucker told head strength coach Jason Novak that he wanted this to be the most difficult and strenuous and hard and extreme off-season program in the history of off-season programs. There can't be anything that can make a strength and conditioning coach happier in life. <laughs> no, no. I'm talking even outside of work, too, like marriage, uh, children, yeah. uh, hitting the water. Like, nothing nothing can make a strength and conditioning guy's day better than that news. Yeah. that That's like A1 as good as it gets for a strength coach. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. What do you think his response was? Like, was he trying not to cry? He, he's fighting back tears. He's slowly yeah. nodding with like a Cheshire grin on his oh, face. Yeah. And yeah, coach. Yeah, we can. I that. got you, coach. Yeah, and he's just like running through, like, yeah, I'm gonna have them run five miles carrying each other the entire time, and that's the warm up. Like, yeah, uh, just mind racing. Can't go to bed for the next five nights in a row, just fantasizing about what he's gonna do uh, on the practice field in the weight room. Mm, what a what a dream. What a, what a fever dream that must be for a strength guy. Yeah. Turns out though, Matt. Um, it was not all talk, apparently. Turns out it was not all talk. Um, no. <laughs> so I think Chris, so they, you know, Michigan State football mm-hmm. likes to share things on social media. Sure. Instagram, Twitter, videos, whatever. I don't know about you, but for me, when I watch that, I'm like, okay, they're working out. I can't tell of in a, from a 45-second yeah. clip. Is that hard? <laughs> like, no, and they're all like two-second clips with quick, <laughs> yeah. quick transitions. It's yeah. tough. Yeah. It's like these are all incredibly fit, athletic, strong, powerful young men. Yeah, like who can't squat 850? I mean, come yeah. on, please. Like, let's I, be I don't know. Is that a lot of weight? That yeah, is, right. It's, it's just, it. we don't comprehend that. But I think it was Chris Solari was the first person to say something. He said, you know, remember this? Mel Tucker said, according to his source, the players are, quote, getting their butts kicked or whatever, and this is the hardest conditioning that they've ever had at Michigan State. And Corey Robinson uh, from 24-7 said, yeah, I can confirm uh, from sources that that is currently what is happening. So, Matt, mm-hmm. I wonder what your reaction to that was. I'm curious, like, because oh. I don't think Ken Manny was ever taking it easy 
on these guys. I would never accuse him of that. No, no. he would find me at my house within the hour of hearing this podcast and run me through whatever conditioning they would have. No doubt. But, but for players, I'm assuming players, mm-hmm. and maybe it's some support staff who's just been around and be like, holy shit, this is insane. Right, right. Um, certainly there's a strong feeling that this is a, a notch up from what these guys are used to in terms of winners off season programs, Matt. Yeah, I think it was like there's even a few players that were like quote tweeting Solaris. Oh, yeah, I, was like, was... uh, I could super duper confirm that yeah. uh, this is the the worst uh, few weeks of my life right now in the weight room. Um, yeah, I think Eli Collins may have. Eli Collins, I think Trey Mosley did as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so the, those sources that uh, Solari heard from are wildly <laughs> reputable. Um, <laughs> We yeah, don't need no, the I mean, like, what, like, where does my mind go? List, like, I, I know that all college teams are, are working hard in the offseason. Yeah, so, certainly. and it's, it's a lot of like coach speak too, like, oh, we're going to work him super hard. So, when I hear all that, it's like, all right, I mean, hey, good luck to them. But when I see like the players start quote retweeting it, and like, especially mm-hmm. returning players, guys that have been here a while and being like, yeah, like, we had 12 players just die yesterday. Um, yeah, I start <laughs> to feel like, oh, snap, I just feel bad for you, <laughs> for you guys now. Like, it gets me fired up at the same time. It's like, man, I, I remember high school conditioning, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. for. For my small uh, Catholic Class D school here in Michigan, like I, Big Ten winter conditioning for a football team has got to be a completely different oh animal that I can't even comprehend. So, no, I feel horrible for him. That's, that's how I feel right now. <laughs> <laughs> I feel guilty. And then I just watch him for my entertainment in the fall. Like, <laughs> nah, it's a bad feeling. Uh, um, Trey Mosley quote tweeted Solari and said, valid source. I just pulled up his Twitter. <laughs> yeah, there so it is. Yeah. There's a confirmation for you. I'm like... You know, it's off-season conditioning, right? It's It certainly matters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's different things on the hierarchy. It was like, this is just a few weeks. There's a lot more things that need to happen for this program to get where we all want it to get to. But I can say that I feel pretty good about the fact that players are like, yeah, we're taking it up a new level in terms of the strength and conditioning program here. Uh, that makes me excited and happy and the fact that like i don't know they, they seem fired up about it don't they like they, they do seem actually to, yeah just like you know and this wasn't just mosley and collins like uh cam allen's been like this is awesome i love it here like everyone's just kind of like you know that sort of camaraderie you get when you get your ass kicked in a workout or something like that it's almost like a bonding experience mm-hmm. certainly for teams totally and I, I don't know, kind of feel like I'm getting that vibe a, a little bit. If, if it from... crossed the line and was, like, inhumane, they would not be joking yes. about it and, like, go yes. on Twitter about it. So, like, yeah, the, the fact that they're talking about it, it's like, no, all like, jokes aside, yeah, I mean, they're they're fine. Yeah, and not, like, I'm sure Ken Manny, who is well-respected throughout the entire strength community, ran a top-flight strength program. Yeah. Man, it seems like it's, like, a, a whole new level even from that like there's like 19 strength coaches on this staff matt there really are aren't there and I mean, they're all using yeah. computers while everyone's working out it's like this is this is new this feels I know. I know they had the vest and stuff but like this is this seems really professional yeah like i'm just trying to picture the old regime using computers while everyone's working out and uh, (laughs) i'm sure they had some stuff they definitely use technology things i don't know it just feels like they've taken a step up in terms of intensity they've taken a step up in terms of technology they've taken a step up in nutrition just hired a head nutritionist they've taken a step up 
in um, like support staff, adding more strength coaches, adding more support staff members. Like it just seems like we're just like, you know, a little notch up here, a little notch up here, a little bit more money invested here, a little bit more Mm -hmm. money invested here, a little bit more effort invested there. Like, and I think that sort of stuff builds because I don't know, like when you go, I imagine, and this is like within college circles, like ask someone who knows about, Hey, what's Alabama's strength program like? And they'll be like, yeah, it's basically an NFL program. Like it's as good as it gets. They have the top of the line, everything. And then you go to a school like, Hey, what's Illinois strength program? Like, well, there's this really angry dude with a mustache throwing dumbbells at kids. Mm-hmm. Yep, dodgeball style, right? Dodgeball style. You get the point. Like, with money and investment and effort and care in a strength program, that can really make a difference for a program. And I'm feeling like Michigan State is taking steps towards that if they haven't already kind of been like, hey, this is how it is here now. We are doing this how they did it at Alabama because that's where Mel Tucker comes from. So a podcast episode with a lot of transfer talk and capping it off with winter conditioning where kids are begging for mercy and uh, using computers uh, to do so and all sorts of science nutrition emphasis. Uh, Well, this is not a podcast we were recorded two, three years ago, I I would say. Oh, I don't think so. No. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's been a night and day change. And uh, when you can see it in the off season, that's a little fun, isn't it? It is, and mainly because two or three years ago we would have been talking about the uh, NCAA tournament, getting ready for that. Stop. <sighs> Look, if Why? we're not going to dunk on ourselves. Why are you the way you are? I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. we got to be able to dunk on ourselves a little bit. <sighs> I, know, I know. Anyway, yeah, it's just, it, it's a totally different vibe in the offseason program. It's much, the, the best way I think to describe it is it's much more professional. Sure. So, and that's, I'm hoping a good thing. All right. I'm just sad about basketball now. I'm sorry. Well, that's okay. That's going to do it for us on today's show. Join us tomorrow where we will uh, preview Michigan State, Indiana. Mm. Big one. Mm -hmm. Big, big game. Can't miss that one. Hey, Fade Friday, though. Big game. Yeah, a couple segments previewing. Uh, I was a Nate Lashley four putt away from being up like sixty units on the year <laughs> on oh, Friday, but I watched that and I laughed at him. Oh, uh, same. <laughs> Likewise. And then I immediately felt bad. I felt bad too. That, that, that four so jack probably too. cost him what, like five hundred fifty thousand dollars? Oh, in he three putted from four feet. It was terrible. Yeah. Like, yeah, you missed the first one. You're going to three-putt from five feet. Oh, my God, Nate Lashley, what are you doing? Yeah. Went from first place to, like, sixth. Yep, 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 yep. yep a lot yep. of money. Oh, yeah, join us tomorrow, Fade Friday, Michigan State, Indiana preview. Rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. You can find Lockdown Spartans wherever you get your podcast. Matt, you got some uh, some trivia for us? This is really going to test you here, Will. All right, uh, name oh. the Spartans baseball player who, in 2019, Ranked fourth in the Big Ten in doubles with 17 and tied for seventh in stolen bases with 13. No. Uh, Marty Bacina. Marty Bacina or Marty Bacina. I'm not sure how to say that name. I'm very sorry, uh, Marty, if you're listening to this podcast, which I'm sure you are. Come join us Adam on the pod. Adam Burkhorst. Yeah. Uh, no, Mar- Marty Bacina. Uh, not, not Adam Burkhorst. I'm, I'm very sorry, Will. All right, guys. Go green. And go Marty. Go, Marty. We're, we're rooting for you wherever you are, Marty.